Welcome, folks, to Preparing Our Heart for Worship podcast, where we found out all about those songs we sang in our church while growing up. And about the authors that wrote those songs. And many times, the things that happened to their lives that led them to writing these songs. Hi, everyone. I'm Linda. And I'm Glenn. We are so glad to have you with us on the New Year's Eve presentation from the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. We're making this recording on New Year's weekend 2022. Just come in and make yourselves at home. You've been working with that new software this week, haven't you, Glenn? I sure have. I update a bunch of software every year about this time, and so the software gets better every and every year. The PG Music has real band software that I use to create our music to do our songs, and it's almost like having studio players right here living with us. You even got software that puts vocals in as backup singers, and they really sound very real and make beautiful harmonies. It's a lot of fun to do for sure, and this week we worked a production of an old country version of an invitation hymn that really sounds good, and I know you'll like it. Tell us about Have Thine Own Way, Linda. Hymn author Adelaide Pollard became inspired to write a hymn about God working in her life. Written in just a single night, Have Thine Own Way, Lord, quickly got published in multiple hymnals. The hymn gives full control over to God, begging Him to transform our lives and to work His will in everyone. This classic hymn has reminded generations of believers to always submit to God's will. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Search me and try me, master today. Whiter than snow, Lord. Wash me just now, as in thy presence, humbly I bow. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, all power, surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being, absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit, till all shall see, Christ only, always, living in me. The text was written by Adelaide Pollard, who was born on November 27, 1862, in Iowa into the Presbyterian family of James and Rebecca Pollard. She was named Sarah by her parents, but because of her later dislike for this name, she adopted the name Adelaide. Adelaide studied speech at Boston School of Oratory and taught in several girls' schools in Chicago, Illinois. Influenced by evangelist Roy A. Troy, she enrolled in a student as a student at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago and later taught at a missionary training school of the Christian Missionary Alliance in Naka on the Hudson New York. For several years, she worked in a variety of Christian ministries while trying to raise funds and support for her desired missionary work in Africa. She worked as a teacher in two different schools for girls 
and she was also engaged as a itinerant Bible study teacher. She aided in the teaching and preaching circuits of two evangelists, and later she taught at a missionary training school. However, Miss Poland's main interest was evangelism. Throughout her life, her frail body was plagued with weakness caused by diabetes. But she traveled all over the United States and spoke to numerous groups about Bible teaching. And in 1902, at the age of 40, she's still single. She made plans to go to Africa as a missionary teacher under the leadership of a man named Sanford. When she was on the verge of preparing to sail at the last minute, her funding failed, and she was forced to cancel her trip. Greatly discouraged, she attended a prayer service one evening, and as she sat there, she overheard an, overheard an elderly woman say, It really doesn't matter what you do with us, Lord. Just have your own way with our lives. The elderly woman inspired Pollard, and she contemplated the story of the potter from Jeremiah 18.3. Same image as in Isaiah 64.8. Upon her return home that evening, she wrote all four stanzas before retiring for the night. Jeremiah 18.3-6 sets the scene for this hymn. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel was made of clay, was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made the work of another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand, O house of Israel. In repeating the words, Have thine own way, each stanza emphasizes the believer's harmony with God's will. This is a deeply personal prayer that culminates in a strong plea that others may see Christ in the believer through the power of the Holy Spirit. For believers to dedicate themselves individually and collectively to follow the will of the Lord. For the most of her life, she usually associated with very small, independent, fundamentalist groups. But she was a talented writer, both of prose and poetry, and produced many religious articles and hymns. No one really knows how many hymns with which she should be credited because she rarely signed them. And when she did, she used only the initials A-A-P. When she was nearly 60, she did make a short trip to Africa just prior to World War One. But with the outbreak of hostilities, she was sent to work in England and Scotland. After the war, she returned to America and resumed her speaking tours, despite failing health. On December the 20th, 1934, at the age of 72, she became ill while waiting to board a train in New York City, New York, to go to a speaking engagement in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and died soon afterwards that same day. Her body was buried at Fort Madison in her native state of Iowa, not far from her hometown. The text with the tune, Adeline, was included in the Norfield Hymnal and Alexander Supplement in 1907. Two changes were made in the United Methodist Hymn. In stanza two, Master was changed to Savior. 
and whiter than snow was changed to wash me just now. These changes offer insight into the process of editing editing a hymnal. The third stanza perhaps is autobiographical, reflecting the struggle of Miss Pollard to discern God's will for her life. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. This stanza also summons the power of Christ to touch me and heal me. The final stanza invokes the spirit to fill the singer till all shall see Christ only, always living in me. At times we find ourselves facing a crossroad, confused with the many things going on in our lives, our struggles with something else, and on the verge of giving up. These situations offers us the best chance to simply drop whatever we're, it is that burdens us onto God's care. It's during these times that the only thing we can do is to trust Him. Let Him be in control. After all, He is God, the Omnipotent One. And if you're looking for something to deepen your faith in Him, have thine own way, Lord, would be a great hymn to listen to. Five years passed after Pollard penned the lyrics. George Stebbins composed a melody, which he named Adelaide. That tune was used to accompany the text written by Pollard. It was first published in 1907 in the Northfield Hymnal with Alexander's Supplement. Later that year, it also appeared in two other popular hymnals, Ira Sankey's Howlett Hymns, New and Old, and Sankey and Clemens' Best Endeavor Hymns. In 1876, George Stebbins was invited by D.L. Moody to join him in an evangelistic endeavor. For the next 25 years, Stebbins was associated with Moody and Sankey and such other leading evangelists as George F. Pentecost and Major D.W. Whittle. As a noted song leader, choir director, composer, and compiler of many gospel song collections, George Stebbins lived a fulfilled life for God to the age of 91, passing away October the 6th, 1945, at Catskill, New York. In looking at meanings of the stanzas, we find that stanza one says that we must realize that God is in control. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yield in and still. God is the potter, and we are the clay, in Romans 9.21. Thus we must be molded by the Lord. As in the story of Jeremiah and the potter's vessel, we should see ourselves as the defective pot, needing to be broken and then reformed by the master potter after his will in Jeremiah eighteen three through 4 To do this, we must always be waiting, yielded, and still. In Romans 6, 13-16. Stanza 2 says that we must look to the Lord to cleanse us from sin. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than so, snow, Lord, wash me just now. As in thy presence, humbly I bow. 
our prayer should be for God to search our hearts, as in Psalms 139.23. And after he searches us, we should ask him to forgive us. It is our own sin that causes us to be unacceptable for, for, for God. So the first step is remolding us, in remolding us is having them washed as white as snow, Isaiah 1, 18. Again, to do this, we must humbly bow before him in complete submission to his will, Philippians 2, 10. Stanza 3 says that we must depend on the Lord to help us in our struggles. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, all power, surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. David understood the importance of going to God in prayer and asking for strength, we see in Psalms 4.1. Of course, the gospel is God's power unto salvation, as in Romans 1.16. Therefore, we must look to the gospel as God's means to give us spiritual strength, just as Jesus touched the blind man and made him see as reported in Mark eight twenty-two through 26. Stanza 4 says that we must live that others will see Christ in us. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see. Christ only always living in me. Christ wants to hold over our being absolute sway or rule us in our hearts, as in Colossians 3.15. He also wants us to be filled with the influence of his spirit, as in Ephesians 5.18. Only as we yield ourselves completely to God will, by crucifying ourselves can others begin to see the influence of Christ in our lives? Galatians 2.20 Too many people spend their whole lives pursuing their own goals and doing what they want to do rather than taking time to seek what God would have them do. But the Christian's life must be one of complete submission to the will of God. And this attitude is well exemplified by the plea, Have thine own way, Lord. I must make a personal confession. I've struggled so much in my Christian walk with this question. My life before salvation was all centered around me. And God's patience and his long suffering are so evident in my life as it took many years for me to see how much of myself centeredness carry over into my Christian walk. I was saved in 1954 at 11 years old, and perhaps some leniency could be granted, as I'd lost my brother at that age, and I had a lot of abuse going on in my life during that time, not by my family, but outside my family. You know, much of us have a streak of rebellion in us as teenagers, and we struggle with our lives and it was a while before I could see outside of my own conflicts in my own life. In the 60s, I became 
serious about spiritual things in my own life. I knew God was doing something in my spirit. The struggle built up in my life. It's strange that we can often can, can't see when our conflicts are about spiritual matters. I, I finally got to the place where I said, God, okay, whatever you want to do with me, I'll do it. Then I set on my own personal quest to find out what it was that God wanted me to do. I did pray a lot about it. I went around and asked everyone I knew, how do you know what to do with your life? What is it that God wants you to do? I became obsessed with knowing. We had some mighty men of God come through our church. I asked each and every one of them that question. How do you know what God wants you to do with your life? And I got so many different answers. Well-meaning leaders advised me in areas of their own personal agenda and added to my confusion. Eventually, I came to the place when I started to look at what God had equipped me to do with my life. What was it God had enabled me to do to the, be the best? I became so intent on the process of looking for something special that I couldn't see what he was already doing in my life that made me special in his eyes. Now I have no idea why, nor do I want to question, question it, but the medium of music is a special place between God and I. It's a place I commune with God outside of myself. It's worship. It's praise. It's God doing something with me that I truly love, truly love and enjoy. And you know, other people can enjoy the experience with me. And they are blessed. And it blesses me too. Good friend, have you... You know, God has a wonderful plan for your life. When we become Christians, we do so in trust and faith. When we live our Christian lives, we need to do it the same way. Whatsoever is not a faith is sin, it says in Romans 14, 23. Thank you, Glenn, for that testimony. Now, Glenn, would you play Have Thine Own Way on the tenor sax for us? I would be delighted. Thank you. 
to our podcast and music. Without you, this would be useless. We are thrilled when folks tell us that they heard our podcast or our music and they were blessed. Thank you so much. You too can message us by email at glenn.dawson at glenndawsonea.com. You can also reach us by leaving a comment at most sites that carry our program. We certainly love it when you visit with us on our podcast listen to our music, or watch our YouTube videos. Our video programs are on YouTube. Just search Glenn and Linda Dawson on YouTube. And when you get to our site there on YouTube, select like, subscribe, and notification buttons so you'll be notified when our videos come out. Also, it'll help us in our efforts to partner with YouTube. YouTube gets a advertising money for showing our videos and on their platform and they provide some of that to us when we get in their partner program in order to be part of the partner program we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and a thousand subscribers we can't do it without your help and we appreciate your help so much this will help us get our channel going our program is a part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association, and we're a 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. All finances go directly to the ministry 100%. Our webpage is located at glenndawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N DawsonEA.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God be with you. Goodbye for now.